Hey everybody, it's Kyle. I'm coming at you from Trail Studios in sunny Lee Summit, Missouri. Just kidding, it's my basement. But today it is a little different. We're on a chilly and wet Saturday afternoon instead of a Monday night. We got a lot to cover here, so strap in. Now you're probably sitting there wondering to yourselves, you puny protozoa, you're so minute you didn't know the gang has been watching you, but instead of just squashing you, I'm scooping you up out of the muck you wallow in, like a chief chemist other scientists are following. So let's roll out, Autobots. We got lots and lots to cover. First things first, my homeboy Ori here with a take on the whole you moving thing. And it's a good one. Ori? Kyle, my man, it's Ori up in Ohio. Hope you're doing well, man. Hey, I had to call in, man, after hearing your cast today about the... uh other things that are kind of annoying you, man, because we, we we're along the same lines there, my friend. Uh, the moving thing, uh, being the son of a colonel, I moved a lot in my lifetime. And as you know, moved a lot over the last 20 years, too, with occupations and things like that. No, nah, man, I mean, it's just like when you're moving, you got stuff in your car or whatever, and people ask you if you're moving, you're like, no, nah, man, I just do this for fun. You know, I spent two or three hours, you know, two or three hours, two or three days packing all this stuff and I just enjoy driving around the block and coming back and doing it again. Just do it for fun. Uh, so that's one of the things that definitely I agree with you on for there for sure. The other one, I recently broke my foot uh, about six months ago. Believe it or not, it was a dental accident. Don't even ask me how that happened. Uh, but I ended up leaving the dental office with a broken foot and had to get a cast. And when you're walking around limping in your cast, people say, hey, man, is something wrong with your foot? And I say, no, you know, it's it's April, but uh, Halloween's come early this year, so I thought I'd just wear a cast for the rest of the year and just kind of show that off. Didn't, you know, just thought you would think that was cool with me, get some attention there, so. And then lastly for now, man, the one that really irritates me the most, I'd say, is for all the men that use the bathroom, especially at these sporting events like the Royals games or Reds or wherever you go, hockey, if the urinal doesn't have a handle on it, it's automatic. But if it has the handle on it, you still need to flush the damn thing. Okay, I don't like walking up to a pisser and getting pissed all over myself uh, because I drank too many beers or whatever. And then it's just laziness, man. It's pure laziness. I mean, these people, they see a, a handle there, and America's become so lazy they can't even flush the toilet. Uh, so that could lead us to a whole other subject of technology. I think technology obviously has made people very, very lazy. I call it the remote control syndrome. goes way back. But anyhow, man, I hope you can relate to those ones. I, I'm sure I could come up with many more. But for now, take care and uh, keep up the good work. All right. That's a great comment there, Ori. You know, I have a surprise for you guys, uh, and it comes in the form of Mr. Keith Beard himself. Keith, what's up? Not much. What's going on? This is uh, Keith from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. It's so awesome to have you here, sir. Um, this is great. We got a lot to go over, so let's get right into this okay. right away. Um, let's go to some what's bugging me. I'm going to lead off here, and what I have ties into what Ori said there, I mean, not exactly, but... It made me think of technology when he's talking about technology. What I thought about when he talked about that was people who have tech on them, but they don't really know much about tech and they try and talk like they do, you know, that can be really annoying sometimes. I mean, we're carrying around these metal and glass slabs and we've been doing so for like, I don't know, 10 years or so. Most people, though, they don't even know uh, much else but how to troll on Facebook with them. <laughs> so I'll tell you what's worse here. Somebody who pretends like they know what they're talking about. Have you ever heard anybody say something like, well, geez, by the time I buy my new iPhone, it's already obsolete. <laughs> God. Yeah. I mean, no, it's not obsolete. It's There's a newer one out probably, but that doesn't make your purchase obsolete which is obsolete means no longer offered or used uh, or out of date. It's not that way. It's just incorrect usage. That kind of bugs the shit out of me. What do you think, Keith? 
Yeah, it's one of those buzzwords kind of thing that a lot of people like to refer to. Um, doesn't really jive, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it being obsolete means it like no longer even will access the network. Your features aren't usable anymore. That's when it's obsolete, not when uh, it's just a year old. That that's not obsolete. That's just you know just not the newest. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. And it's kind of like cars. Like I'm one of those guys. We go buy a car, and we might buy one that's a year or two years old, and then we will drive that sucker until it doesn't drive anymore, you know? Exactly. Um, it's transportation. I could get a new car every couple of years if I wanted to, but why? It's kind of silly for me. It doesn't work for us. I commute, like, around up to three hours a day, and, you know, buying a new car, it would just lose its value instantly. doesn't matter for me. But anyway, so is there anything else? Uh, that's one of those things that bugs me, but it's like the last week thing, you know, about moving, where people are really trying to be nice. You know, hey. are you moving? Um, well, yeah, I'm moving, man. Yeah. <sighs> it, that kind of thing. Is there anything else that you can think of that's bugging you, Keith? Yeah, I suppose so. Like, it's... um. If I ever have like a scowl on my face or I, I don't, I, I don't have a smile on my face, you know, I'm not like in the best of moods. I always hate when people go, are you in a bad mood? Like, that's my biggest one. Oh, like, yeah. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. And it makes you like even angrier because you're just like, of, of course I am. Yeah, exactly. Can't you man. tell? Right. Like, no, it's a sunshiny exactly. day. That's why I'm walking around frowning like this. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, that cracks me up. Okay. So, not the best things that are bugging me type of thing or things that are bugging us, but it's one of those things, you know, it's just little things like that kind of add up and they can frustrate you. It's not something that I can't live with because I do, but you know what I'm saying. It just gets old after a while. So, sometimes people, you know, they just need to learn to be quiet exactly. and shut up. We're going to go to the ad here real okay. quick. And then we're going to come back, and then we're going to get into the good stuff, which is the stuff that we're into right now. I know Keith's got a few things here, and I got a few things. I'm not just going to talk about records, I promise. Um, but we got a few other things here lined up for you guys that are kind of special. So hang in. We'll be right back after this. Kyle? Okay, everybody, we are back. And uh, I know that it is my favorite part of the podcast. Uh, where I get to talk a lot about things that I'm into right now. I'm hoping that's what you guys enjoy as well. Uh, but what I'm going to do right now, I want to go ahead and defer uh, to our guest, Keith. And I would like to know, Keith, what is it that you are into right now? Or what is it that you're obsessing about? Uh, music, movies, books, TV, whatever. Anything, Keith, that you can think of? Boy, there's a couple things. Uh, probably the biggest current thing is The Shining that just dropped on 4K, and I just picked it up uh, this past Tuesday, and uh, I've been obsessing about it. I usually obsess about movies when I rewatch them. I watch every single documentary I can find on YouTube, anything news-wise worthy of like anything worth listening to on the subject. I try to find it, right. and I try to like just digest as much as I can. Um, the biggest thing that I'm finding with the new Shining um, re-release here is that, it, it one, it's missing the Saul Bass opening Warner Brothers logo that was originally put on the movie in 1980. Um, and it doesn't have the original mono uh, soundtrack. So, like, you can't watch the movie in its original format. And the problem with that is, is that they redid the soundtrack in 5.1. And what they did was they went back and they took some of the music cues and they eliminated some of them. They changed the volumes of some of them. They didn't overlap some of the music cues. So the mu movie is, is inherently uh. different than the actual original release because of the differences of the music. That's something that I'm obsessing about right now. What about uh. you? First off, I'm glad you said that because I'm going to go pick up a copy of The Shining on 4K Blu-ray because I love that movie. That's one of those films. I don't know if I talked to you about earlier this year, when they released 2001 Space Odyssey. Yep, okay, I you got that. that. And I yeah. know you got oh, yeah. Apocalypse Now. We all do. <laughs> yes. But 2001, it's one of those films. It kind of, I kind of have a special tie to it, but long story short, 
my name actually comes as a result of that film. My parents went to go oh, see wow. that film. Well, actually, my middle name is Wayne. My dad loved John Wayne. And my parents went to the movies, and my mom wanted to go see 2001 A Space Odyssey. And my dad wanted to go see the new John Wayne film, which was Green Berets at the time. I don't know if you've seen that one. But, yeah, what I mean, it's not one of my ago. favorites. But, you know, whatever. If you're a John Wayne fan, that's... It's got its place. Long story short, they're at the concession stand, and my mom is like, just out of the blue, she wanted one of the pickles in the jar. And they used to give them to you in this pickle wrapper, and like parchment paper or something. But it's a little pickle wrapper with a pickle cartoon guy on the outside. And that wrapper is in my baby book, <laughs> because that's when they realized she was pregnant with me. So... That's and funny. Basically, my dad was going to name me Roy Stonewall Trail III. And right after she gave birth, my mom was like, hey, could you go get me a shake down at the corner pharmacy? And so she changed my name to Kyle Wayne Trail. So she gave him the Wayne, but she didn't want me to be Roy Stonewall Trail III. So. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought it was Bruce Wayne. <laughs> no, dude, no. No, it's not Bruce Wayne. But funny thing, that'll come into play here in a few minutes uh, if everybody just stay tuned. But anyway, um, when 2001 came out, and before I bought a 4K Blu-ray player, I'd heard a lot of different things. And, yeah. You know, a lot of things, people were kind of down on it, kind of negative about uh, the quality of some of these. But to me, I was like, hey, you know, it's twice the pixels. How can it be bad, I right? And I love it too, yeah. One of my first experiences was I got 2001 A Space Odyssey. And I can say this. That film looks glorious. It was shot in 67 and 68. It looks stunning. I mean, I can't believe how clear it is on that transfer. It's just beautiful. Crystal clear. And who else would you want to remaster films other than the master of cinema, Stanley Kubrick? So... I'm pretty psyched now to see The Shining, man. I'm glad you mentioned that. I I love that movie. I adore that film. That, that movie's got all those nice, long Stanley Kubrick shots. It's got Jack Nicholson freaking out and all the tension. You can't lose. That's actually going to be my Halloween costume this year. My, my wife and I are both going as Jack and Wendy from The Shining. <laughs> so we have, we just got the costumes no way, in the mail yesterday. So. Ugh, that's going to be sweet. I got to see pictures of that. Oh, yeah. 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 Cool, man. Totally be pics. My son is totally into Tim and Eric. Uh, Tim and Eric, awesome show. Great job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He loves it. As a matter of fact, next Wednesday, we're going to go see, or tonight, when you guys are listening to this, we're going to go see Mr. America, which is a Tim Heidecker film. It's about a guy who's running for office in San Bernardino. It's this mockumentary type thing that he does. Um, if people didn't know better, they might think it's real or a documentary or remember the fake trial that he did a few years ago. It's kind of like that. Yeah. My son loves it. It's funny. I mean, I'm not huge on it, but it's fun. My son adores it. Uh, absolutely. I love Tim and Eric. I do do too. I love Tim and Eric as well. They're on a nationwide tour right now, Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're coming to Cleveland. Oh really? Yeah. Well, we were looking at it. I was looking at tickets and looking at, like, Chicago. And, oh, yeah, geez. it would just be a fortune. I mean, I don't know if it's worth it. If I miss Pink Floyd because it was kind of expensive. Yeah, uh, that's a bit steep. I don't see paying to go see Tim and Eric for, you know, a similar amount of money and a road trip to Chicago. Anyway. Yeah, I want to go to Florida again. Yeah. Yeah, true that. So, one of the movies, something that I'm into, well, I got to get out and get that Shining disc for sure, but uh, I know I've been talking about Hereditary and Ari Aster. I have that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, right, I haven't watched right. it Yeah, you, you got to watch that, man. I'm telling you, that movie, uh, it's got it all. You've seen the trailers, you read stuff about it. Uh, right. But... 
But if you read these synopses and all that stuff, it doesn't, it just doesn't give you the true feeling. You got to see it. It's something else. I was watching it. Uh, my wife was kind of like, I don't want to watch it because she doesn't like scary movies. And then she was kind of looking around and watching it a little bit here and there. And it's insane, man. I mean, it, it's stuff that happens right at the beginning and it just, it floored me. I mean, I just wasn't really ready for it. It's, it's beautiful. It's horrifying. It's bizarre. Uh, it's artistic filmmaking. It's just this mixture of everything. I really like that, you know, beauty and things that aren't beautiful, things that are dark and, and presenting those things. Um, but you know what I'm getting at is that's like the shining man. The shining's like that. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeously shot. Yeah. Yeah. Hereditary reminds me of that way. I mean, it's just, you got to see it. Did you get Apocalypse Now? No, I did not. I haven't gotten it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's got like, what, four versions on it or something? It's got the uh, Redux, it's got the final final cut, and the theatrical version. Okay, all right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. How do you feel about that? I haven't seen the... Yeah, maybe I have seen the final cut. I don't remember are they French? It's got, it's got guys yeah, in it. Yeah, it's got some of the stuff. Like it, it, it cuts out the um, the Playboy bunnies when they um they find them at the uh, the base and ev- it's all like oh. in dis- it's disheveled and they trade the gas for a few mo- moments with the Playboy bunnies. That's like cut out. There's a few other things that are cut out from the right. uh, obviously from the Redux version. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually like the Redux version. I actually like. Yeah, I'm one of those people that like the more you give me, the the better I feel. Like I, I just the more yeah. you give me, man. Like I just love it. Eat I it hear up. You. So, I'm a big Redux fan. Are you a big uh, Blade Runner fan? Oh yeah, I've got that too. Both, oh, both yeah, of me them. Too. Yeah. Hey, so, you, the, something funny about that. I have that on um, HD DVD. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I think it was better than Blu-ray, but hey, I. Lost that battle, so. You did. Thanks to. It's like Betamax. You know, Betamax was definitely better. Oh, but, yeah. You know, VHS record an extra half hour or something, right? In extended mode. Well, the big thing with that was the. the was it Sony that put mm. out Beta? They didn't right. share the patent. They wouldn't share right. the technology. Yeah. So RCA said, here, right. here's the technology for VHS. And so that, right. that caught on. So. But did you know the guy who invented the VCR? was an American guy and yeah. he like took it to all the American major American companies and they all turned it down. That's crazy. Know? Yeah. And then he finally went to some Japanese companies. I was it the Sony or maybe it was Matsushita. Um, but anyway, they bought the patents and that was it, man. RCA had rights for VHS. That's crazy. Was that Omnivision that RCA or was that Panasonic? I don't know. It's been a while yeah, since I've I don't know. It doesn't read really matter about the anyway. history of the, yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting into deep there. We had a beta. I had a beta too. Yeah, yeah. That was our first VCR, actually. My mom got it. It was a Toshiba, actually, and it was like a burgundy red. Yeah. Oh, really? And it had a wow. wired remote control. Oh, yeah. Geez. Yeah, it was old, man. Definitely. Yeah, the, the funny thing was, what? you couldn't rent movies in Leavenworth, Kansas. So, Oh, geez, yeah, what so did you do? over in North Kansas City, we'd drive over there and rent movies there in a mall. There was a mall right over there. It's closed. And we would rent movies there, and the place, same place we bought the VCR. And then we would watch them when we were done. We'd drop them in the mail, send them back over there, and that's how we rented movies. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, any way you could. The first movie that we rented, I remember, was Psycho 2. You ever seen that Oh, jeez. Like yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not the best movie, but it was big at the time. And my mom was really into Psycho, and I, I like Psycho 2. That's actually my favorite Alfred Hitchcock film. And I just love it. I love Hitchcock. But I like that movie. You know that he used his TV crew to film that? Um, and it only he only had a million dollars to make the fu- the film that movie, 
and he made it over a couple weeks or whatever. And it turns out to be one of the films that he's known the most for. Absolutely. Huge deal in cinema, actually. Classic. It is classic. Psycho 2, the cool thing about it is at the end, uh, spoiler alert, everybody, but uh, (laughs) Norman's mom comes home, or a woman dresses Norman's mom, and he makes her some tea. She's sitting at a kitchen table, and he, he, I figured he's poisoning her, but he has a shovel and just whacks her back in the back of the head. You know, and when I was 13 or so, we had this VCR. My friends were over. We're rewinding it, playing it back frame by frame in slow motion, you know. <laughs> and we thought it was hilarious, but you could see where they took the real person out and they put the dummy in. So Classic. that's kind of what that's I was great. into at that age. It's totally great. Anthony Perkins, I'll give him this. He must have swung that exactly the same every time or just swung it and stopped when they replaced her. I don't know how he didn't hit her in the head. It's like flawless, man. It looks flawless. But, I mean, unless they shot the same shot over and over again, I don't know. But it was incredible, actually. So, that's movies, you know. And that's kind of what I'm into right now. You alluded to Bruce Wayne earlier. I haven't seen it yet, but I have a buddy of mine who went and saw Joker. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Are you a DC guy? or Not really into DC, but I really want to see the Joker. It looks really cool. Like I, I, I'm, I'm really kind of tired of Marvel movies, to be honest with you, and, and just superhero yeah, movies in general. So I'm kind of like, this looks like something mm-hmm. new and something totally different, and I, I'm just really interested in it. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you, but apparently not only does it look cool, interesting and different, but it is. I've liked comic books my whole life, but I was never a big DC guy. I didn't, but I didn't read like all the issues of Batman or something like that. I read Punisher for a while, but uh, I did read Green Arrow for some time too. He's a vigilante, but I was always more of a Marvel guy. Yeah, yeah. Marvel. But I, 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 I'm tired of him too, man. You know, the last one, that Avengers film, it was all we could do to get me to go see that movie i i was not interested in seeing it at all yeah same here really oh wow we did go see it it was fun i guess i don't know i yeah i just can't people are crazy over them and i get it it's just i don't know i'm just seeing all of them it just seems like the same stuff rehashed over and over again i hope they're going to go different disney plus you know with this the TV shows and stuff. We'll see. And Star Wars too. Blah. What? <laughs> I'm so tired of Star Wars. Oh, you're <laughs> tired of Star Wars too, huh? Jeez, man. Enough. Enough with the every year we need a movie. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Let's do something different for a change. I think a funny thing about it is um, the movies that I've enjoyed, these recent ones, are not part of the Skywalker trilogy. Yeah, Rogue One. I really like Rogue One. Oh, yeah, I love Rogue One, man. I mean, it's a caper film, you know? Yeah. K2SO is probably, like, my favorite droid, or one of them, anyway. Um, Personally, I thought he was cool. I mean, you take an Imperial droid, he's been reprogrammed to work for the Rebel Alliance. That's that's a good idea, you know? Well made. Um, yeah, three PO kind of gets. Three PO does get old. I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, I like Solo though. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Um, the fact that things kind of went awry when they were filming it, those brothers got fired. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And then they brought in uh, Ron Howard. Um, I know those. I got worried when that all happened. Um, I know those. The whole opening scenes on his home planet. You know, with the car chase and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure that was shot by those original directors. And then everything kind of after that was shot by Ron Howard. I think some of it, some of it might have been before. And even some of the stuff might have been shot by Ron Howard in that sequence. But the general sequence was shot by them. 
everything after that, I believe, is all Ron Howard. Um, but, you know, that movie, it was better than I thought it was going to be. And I think they did a good job of explaining the whole 12 parsecs, Kessel Run I just didn't deal and all I that. Just, I just did not like the movie at all. No, didn't like it. Oh, really? Wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. You didn't like it? Yeah. I mean, some there's some things in there I didn't like, you know, but... Overall, I liked it. Starts with a Q. I really like the main right? um, young or? woman. The no. Oh no, not her. No, not no, not Kira. Kira, that was his girlfriend. No, the uh, those raiders that wore like the masks at the at the very end of the film. Oh they yeah, they reveal that I, it's a I, young I female, but it was yeah. she's like this. Yeah, yeah. I really like that character, man. I thought I thought she was cool, you know. That character reminded me a little bit of like Boba Fett, you know, where they don't ex- explain a lot. Here's what I think the problem is with Star Wars, okay? These new movies. Oh Jesus! This yeah. is my opinion. We can talk for like twelve episodes about this, right? Yeah, but I think the main issue is that we're getting to the point where we feel like we have to explain yeah, where everybody that. comes from and their origins. I don't either. I mean, the the appeal of that stuff, like Boba Fett, you know, they screwed that up in the prequels, you know? I had to know everything about where his dad came from and where he came from and all that shit. Yeah. I just, ugh, I just, don't, I don't care, you know? I exactly. mean, <sighs> Boba Fett was, he was cool when I didn't know who he was. And it was kind of a mystery, you know? So when when I think of Star Wars... And I think the most fun I had was the original trilogy and mostly the first two. Sorry. I like Jedi. Uh, I like Return also. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I mean, that last sequence when there's like three battles going on at the same time, you know? Oh, it's, it's amazing. And it's very well orchestrated, you know? I just... The Ewoks, when I was like 13 yeah. or 14, it's just a time. It just wasn't for me. Right. I also know that the whole sequence was supposed to be like Kashyyyk with Wookiees and Chewie's family, you know, but they screwed that up with the Christmas special. So they did this whole indoor thing with the Ewoks. I hated them when I was that age. I knew he was trying to insert kid stuff in there. I wasn't well, Ewok is practically Wookiee backwards, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? That's probably how he came up with it. I'm not I'm not probably. cracking on George. I'm not cracking on George, but I'd almost guarantee that's how he came up with that. Willow's good too, you know. Yeah, I think it's because of the um the new movies and the prequels that I love Return of the Jedi even more because it just makes it such such a better film when I compare uh, it to everything else because I'm like, wow, like that was a great film and Oh yeah, it's just it's sad that we can't go back to that now. So, right, yeah, it is. I don't know. I think that the Mandalorian on the the Disney Plus TV network, I think it's going to be more like that old time stuff that we we yeah. loved. I think that's going to get back to those things. And here's the thing: we were talking about Marvel earlier, but you know, I love Daredevil on Netflix. You know. I didn't care for everything else. I liked Iron Fist a little bit. Those shows might be a little too dark intentionally, but overall, they're really well done. And it's, if you think what's going on at the time, that's like Age of Ultron and stuff. You know? Remember that show? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, The Defenders and Daredevil is a welcome fresh breath of air, in my opinion. I don't love it. I'm tired of them too, you know, but I did hear Joker's great, so. Cool. Yeah, like, I want to see that. Here's a kicker too. Um, You know what the character's name is in Joker? Who's the Joker in this movie? I just read an article and they said his name and I I totally forget it. So I'm not a big, I don't really know DC stuff. It's Arthur. Arthur something. Right. Arthur Fleck. Okay. Uh huh. A Fleck. Oh, like Affleck? 
like Affleck. Yep. Yep. Hmm. I'm pretty sure, like for Jeez. Ben Affleck, that's a crack on Ben Affleck. That's what I'm guessing anyway. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got that new guy from the Twilight movies, right? Right. Right. Uh, he's going to be Batman. Robert Robert Pattinson. I think that actually might be good. Robert Pattinson. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, look, I love the Michael Keaton, the original Batman movies, you know, but then the, the first one, the second one's okay, you know, but those movies after that, I wasn't on board again until Christian Bale, you know, with the whole Dark Knight trilogy. I like those. Um, but if you think about it, the best guys to play Batman seem to be British. So maybe Robert Pattinson here, you know? See, Batman's like my least favorite superhero character of all. Like, I just don't like Batman. Same here, man. I just, yeah. I don't know what it is about. Like, some, like, see, that's why I like Tony Stark because he's like, he's rich mm -hmm. and he's arrogant. Like, he's exactly who you'd think a rich person to be, not some self loathing D bag that, like, invents, <laughs> like, every gadget that he could ever need in the world. Like, I just can't stand Batman. He just, like, has an answer for everything. It's right. Just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not into that. People are so in love with him. I People love him. I like Superman better. Oh, yeah. I yeah, love Superman. Man. I mean, Superman's cool as shit, man. I, I, I thought when they made... Here's a controversial deal for DC people. They might not be happy with this. DC fans are very intense, man, about their comics and the timelines and all that stuff. They're very strict about it. Really into it. And so when you deviate from that, it just, they go into a tizzy, man. No doubt about it. Um, so the, the movie, when they did Superman Returns, Brandon Routh played Superman. Remember yeah. that movie with Kevin Spacey was oh, Lex yeah. Luthor? <clears throat> I thought that movie was pretty damn good. I mean, it wasn't the best movie, but it was more like Superman, you know? Because yeah. I love the original Superman 1 and 2. What? You don't like the third one? Richard Pryor? <laughs> no, dude. Come on, man. He's like skiing and all that stuff. That was like... Computer and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Like, I almost believe that yeah. movie. <laughs> that movie, the only thing worse than that is Superman it's 4. The exactly. Oh, yeah. That's like terrible. <laughs> Wait. Maybe Man of Steel. Ooh. Ouch. Hot take. The fourth one, beyond a doubt, is the worst, man. Did you know that that's the only one that doesn't have those fancy titles at the beginning? Yes. Yeah, I actually have the box set really? of Superman. They couldn't afford those titles for that. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> movies. Is John Cryer in that? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Right? That movie sucks, yeah. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's Nuclear Man. Nuclear yeah. Man, right? Like, is that the mm, guy? Yeah. I, I wonder uh, where they thought long and hard on that wow. one. I mean, where did they come up with that idea to name him that? Huh? It, hmm. I don't yeah. know. Something to do yeah. with. Uh, Sorry, I don't know. man. That's a, that's a tough the one. Apocalypse, maybe me. at that time. The pending apocalypse, maybe at the time. Actually, I go. Yeah, I get into something else here. Let's quit talking about comics. You know. I I never had gone on that topic. Joker. Oh, yeah, Joker. Right, right. So, um, I don't read a lot of superhero comics, you know, but I did read, like, darker comics, horror comics. There's some mainstream characters I read. Like, I did I did read Iron Man for a while. Yeah. In the 70s and 80s when he was drunk. Those were good. Started, you know, 70s and 80s. Yeah, yeah, those were great. And uh, I've always been more of a partial to dark stories and scary horror type comics anything that has to do with Lovecraft right up my alley every single time I do like Swamp Thing and Man Thing I prefer Man Thing that's Marvel's version um, but oh I like that character and he's friends with Howard the Duck and cool. Kazar so you know yeah yeah Swamp Thing series on DC that was pretty good actually um and then that thing, Adrian oh, that, Barbeau. What was Adrian Barbeau in? 
Oh, the Creep Show TV show. Have you seen that? No. Okay. Um, there's only two episodes so far. I watched this, haven't watched a second, but the, they're an hour long, and there's two stories in each episode. And the first story, the first episode, is Adrian Barbeau's in it. So, you know, for what it's worth, Adrian Barbeau, 70s and 80s movie the fan, then you're going to love Adrian. Have you ever seen the uncensored version of Swamp Thing? Um, then you really know Adrian Barbeau <laughs> and both of her friends. Um, but um, what is that going to Oh, listen to an audio book called It's About Chernobyl. And, uh, you know, I watched that Chernobyl HBO TV show. It was really good, really well made. But this call is called Midnight at Chernobyl, and it's a pretty incredible book. It's a minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour account of what's going on in the history of the whole nuclear power initiative in the USSR at the time. And, uh, man, it's something else. It's After seeing that TV show, um, just getting a more detailed feeling for how things went down and and it was very refreshing. It's really interesting. If you get a chance, check it out. Uh, it's by Adam Higginbotham, I believe, is the author. Uh, either listen to that or read that if you get a chance. It's a good one. I promise you. Books. Check them out. Yeah, exactly, man. But talk about a group of people that were in charge and who did not want to let the cat out of the bag. And they were willing to sacrifice their own citizens, let them suffer and die horrible deaths because they were embarrassed about what happened. It's incredible that we lived in a world where that can happen. It's an amazing book, just the same. And uh, still trying to read Night uh, in our family book club by Ellie Wiesel. It's not easy to get our kids to read, but... Um, I read a lot. Big I don't reader. know, Keith. I like collecting. I collect books. Yeah. Really, cool man. I. That's where it's at to me. I mean, I love movies and I love comic books and TV and stuff. But but reading, it's yeah, nothing like it. The reading rainbow. Oh, right, man. I think they. Uh, I like the I like the Reading Rainbow. I love him. Aww. Did you hear about him? What's going on with him? He had that. Did you hear about his podcast? He was reading like sci-fi and horror stories. No. Um, Lavar Burton. It. Yeah. Yes, Lavar Burton. A PBS or somebody who owned the rights to Reading oh, Rainbow went after him because it's almost the same exact thing as that show and they went right after him and I like LeVar Burton but Roots is amazing I definitely no, no doubt <laughs> right but Shogun's better than that Shogun? yeah yeah man Shogun is that Richard Burton? no it's a uh, Richard Chamberlain oh Richard Chamberlain yeah with uh, Toshiro Mifune. Yes, he is in it as well. Absolutely. That's 1980. I remember when that came out. Yep. Absolutely. It's a solid miniseries. <sighs> Who wrote that? It wasn't Herman Woke. Um, James Clavell. James That's Clavell. on Blu-ray. Check it out. It is? Yeah, it's on Blu-ray. Wow. I don't know who put it out, but... Have you seen Shaka Zulu? Like years ago. Like We had to watch that in class. Oh, Wow, well, you might not have enjoyed it much. I'm ashamed to say it was part of our Black History Month appreciation or whatever it was. Oh, really? Mm, okay. Like, that's that's really appropriate. <laughs> well, I mean, probably not. It's Black History, but... Well, we also had to watch Roots, so... Well, there you go. That's... I'd rather watch yeah, Roots. Yeah, Roots was a lot better. Not that I enjoy slaves getting beaten and stuff, but... No, but it... It's... We should know about what happened there. Yeah, too many too many people want to erase history nowadays, and I think that's a shame. So I'm I'm glad that there's you know yeah some so of this I, stuff I do out too, there. and you know 
we have to face these things and own them um, and, and understand why it is so that it can't happen again. That's a big reason. Not that I'm German or a Nazi or anything. I am part German, but, but that's a big reason I chose Night by Elie Wiesel for the first book. Because, you know, my kids have been taught that sanitized version, 21st century version of the Holocaust, right? Right. But, I mean, that's not what it was like. It was, I like Schindler's List, you know. Yes. But Very good. It was even darker and worse than that. And I think that people, it's kind of like, until we talk about war, and you know, um, Saving Private Ryan. I'm not the biggest fan of that film at all. I mean, what? Yeah, I know. It's amazing in 4K and Atmos. I bet what it you is. Like about it? I've almost, I almost bought it. You should get it. Um, but I love Storm in the Beach at Normandy. I love the whole story in the middle. What I don't like is the tacked-on beginning and the tacked-on ending with the old man oh, at the graveyard. That's the bookend. Right, right. And it's in the book, too. But here's the problem with that. So the guy who's at the graves, right, with his daughter to the cemetery at the, at the beginning. Arlington, right? It's Arlington, right? Right. Who is that character? It's Matt Damon's character, right? Private Ryan. Right, isn't it? Okay. So, so he's remembering what happened. And he's remembering things that he wasn't there for. Oh, yeah. That is kind of weird. I never right. thought about that. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody maybe somebody told him the story afterwards. I don't know. Yeah, I know. But, dude, those memories are so vivid. He parachuted in behind enemy lines. I mean, how can he be remembering all the details? If we're seeing what he remembered, it's just everything's so vivid, you know? I don't know, man. That battle sequence is insane. And I remember going to see that movie and people getting up and leaving and freaking out and getting sick. And it was just very intense, you know? Super mega ultra violent and graphic and gut-wrenching. And it freaked people out. So I don't know how, how he could be remembering that like that if he wasn't there for it. I know, dude. It doesn't ruin the movie. I still like that movie. But the other problem with it is this. Okay, now we're really going to get into this, okay, man? So I'm the guy. You go see a movie with me. You ask me how it was. And you say, hope I don't say anything because you're probably not going to like it. <laughs> so um, the other thing is, was it Vin Diesel? Is Vin Diesel in that movie? Yes. Okay. So Vin Diesel, he finds a knife, the Nazi youth knife, and he throws it to the Jewish guy. She, I can't remember who that was. He holds it and he starts crying. He's, I don't remember that. I think so, yeah. Okay. So what the hell is he crying about? Because we didn't know that they were systematically executing the Jews until we liberated the camps, dude. I mean, just saying. Maybe. People knew, people in our government knew what was going on, but soldiers didn't know. Well, I think there was already Jewish propaganda literature being put out there about the Jews and all that stuff, so I think maybe they would have known that they were not liked by the Germans, I would assume, right? Sure, man. They knew that, and they knew they are in camps. They knew they were in internment camps, right? But they, but they, I don't think they believed that they're anything except being held in there. I don't think... They knew that they were being murdered systematically and genocide, you know? Well, that's still bad, though, like being in an internment camp. It is. A, I know, man. Something to I be mean, happy about. Ask George Takei. I think you're, I think you're, you're overanalyzing analyzing this. Yeah, I probably am, man. That's not the first time I heard that. Won't be the last. <laughs> or me. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this real quick. Speaking of Saving Private Ryan, uh, the best picture that year was, uh, of course, the uh, Shakespeare in Love film. Did you like that better than Saving Private Ryan? Oh, boy. No, I don't think so. No? No. Okay. I didn't hate it, though. 
I didn't hate it. Uh, was that uh, Ben Affleck? No, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, Ben Affleck and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yep. But uh, and Joseph Fiennes was Joseph Fiennes in that, and he was yeah, and Joseph Fiennes the same year he was in Elizabeth, another period piece with Kate Blanchett, which is good too. Yes, and I think it was like. I don't think it was the same exact character, but it was a very similar character in both. Big range for Joseph. I love those movies. Yeah. I love period movies. I do too, man. I do too. I just, uh, yeah. I was talking to a guy yesterday at work, and uh, and I didn't know he was this, but he's a big Kurosawa fan. And he goes, what's your favorite Kurosawa film? And I said, well, Dursu Zala. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. No doubt. I love that movie. It's beautiful. It's a. Uh, it's emotional. It's very touching. Very different from Kurosawa. Still not on Blu-ray. What? It's not. Oh man! It's not on Blu-ray. Probably. It just came out on DVD. I think not that long ago. It's a shame. Yeah. There's a bunch of Kurosawa that's not on Blu-ray. Like Redbeard's not on Blu-ray. Redbeard's There's a bunch not? of them that are on Blu-ray. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, don't expect them to be either. See, I'm done with Blu-ray. I only collect I only collect UHDs now, 4K. So, 4K. Yeah, there's no reason to. I mean, if you buy 4K, you can get a Blu-ray and a exactly digital, and digital copy too. So, yep. I'm kind of the same way on that. Pretty select on what I buy now. Well, high and low. High and low is my favorite. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. It's a great one. The kidnapping? Yes. Again, another Kurosawa film that's not samurai film. You know, people who know Kurosawa, I see, I love his samurai oh, they're movies. Epic. Yeah. But people who are big fans, high and low, Ikiru. Yes. And uh, The Idiot. Yeah, Idiot, Dersuzala. Those are great movies, man. The Bad Sleep Well. Oh, yeah, The Bad Sleep Well. That's a good one as well. Yep, great crime drama, you know. I don't really like Dodesca Dan All Right. That's like his first color film. It's okay. I mean, I figure he, Spike Lee had to have watched that movie because it's just like Do the Right Thing. I'm probably. I'm sure he was influenced. I mean, it's all, so similar to the little neighborhood stories and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's about it right now. I was telling uh, Keith before we got going that I found some more records today. I'm not going to talk about that. I'll talk about it next week on that episode. But I was at the thrift store today, and I got some pretty sweet deals for like 50 cents each, you know. There's a 10-album set that I actually got for 50 cents total. Pretty, pretty big deal on records. <laughs> so... Other than that, not much. Please, uh, Donald Glover, please, Gambino, come out with that new album, man. Because Anderson Pock, a new album, please, right now. Because there's just nothing really right now that I want to listen to. And uh, I love Electric Six, but there's a new album every year. It all starts to kind of sound the same after a while. No offense. I need something new. Um, anything you listen to, Keith? Um, let's see. Um, I listen to a lot of scores, so I've been obsessing with um, Ex Machina. Um, I know it's an o mm. older score, but um, Neon Demon mm -hmm. was really good. Moon. I've got a, quite a few scores that I like have in my rotation. Yeah. I've just really been... In the Apocalypse Now, oh, yeah. I've got all the different um, scores for that. That's good. And The Shining with by Wendy right, Carlos, right. formerly Walter Carlos. Mm -hmm. So uh, as far as songs go, I, I recently discovered a song called No, or I think it's called No Roots by Alice Merton. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with that song. I, yeah. I just some stumbled upon that. I was at a bar and they were playing it and I was like, oh, that's I like that. That's good. So Yeah. That's cool. Um and there's just, uh, it's interesting because Tim Heidecker, getting back to my son and his love for Tim Heidecker, but he puts out music, yeah. right? Okay. I've never listened to it, but I know, my son I know about it. 
is in love with that newest album that he has out. Um, I think it's called Songs for the Broken Hearted. And anyway, it's my son wants that LP. It's on blue vinyl. Oh, geez. Yeah, <laughs> the cover of it. It's You have to see. It's about a guy who's getting divorced, but Tim Heidecker's not getting divorced. He's still married. So, But he does that. He wrote a whole album about a divorce and everything that he's going through. It's actually pretty good. Um, he's got a, the first single off that was called um, When I Get Up. You got to hear that song. I'll put a link to it in the uh, show notes here. And you'll have to check it out because it's actually, he's good at constructing a song. Um, I think he's got some musical talent. I'm not going to say much about it, but I'm kind of looking for Chris for Christmas. Uh, Well, he probably already knows, but I'm kind of looking for a turntable for him and some stuff like that because he's kind of start to get that vinyl bug like his old man. He's been with me on some of these hunts and it's just kind of fun to look through those old records, man. I mean... It's crazy. I mean, the record covers in the 1670s, anything went, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the album covers at that time, it's like partially nude females on every cover. Probably shouldn't be showing it to a kid, actually. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah, exactly. Those were the days. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> something we do around here, and I know I talked to you about this before. Um, but we do a sequence called Funny Shit, and uh, exactly how it sounds, it's a funny story uh, concerning poop, um, where you or someone that you know or someone, a situation that you're in that involves some poop. So, um, Keith, did you have a poop story for us, sir? Oh, I do, yeah. You want me to go into it? Please. This took place at a place called Dave's Supermarket, or Dave's Market, actually. Uh, it was in Cedar Hill, Ohio here. Um, I actually walked by past this older gentleman who looked like he was in his 70s. And as soon as I walked past him, I was like, oh, my God, that guy smells like total crap. And I just I just <laughs> didn't even think anything of it, so I kept walking. The guy was, like, heading to, like, the self-checkout. Or maybe he was going to the regular check-in. I don't even know. But I walked back to the produce area. And sure enough, on the ground, there was a big pile of no. crap, like on the ground, like no. a literal pile of crap. Oh, I was just like totally disgusted. And, like I was doing my I, I'm a delivery driver and I was Ugh. doing my job. So I was like, that's why I was there. So I, I was like leaving. And as I was leaving, I got behind the guy as he was walking out <laughs> and you could see all down his back leg. I have a photo of it, which I can show no with you. Way. He had crap all oh, down his you leg. You got to give like, us that and picture. It was just like going into his shoe. <laughs> And I took a picture of him, and then the guy ends up walking out to his car and, like, sat down in his car. Oh. I can't even imagine. Oh. Like. Dude. Yeah. That is That's my poo story (laughs) for you. Poo story for you. Wow. Man, that is beauty, dude. That's, uh, mm. I mean, you think that he would, like, grab some extra plastic bags or something when he went to his car I just I mean I can't imagine being in that situation I mean if I did crap first of all I wouldn't crap inside a store but but if I had to right and you have to you're gonna go go through the checkout and go sit in your car I mean I guess you gotta get home but oh god dude gross I have no idea what Vomitous Maximus, dude. Horrible. I just sent you the photo. I just sent oh, it to you. I can't wait to see it, dude. I will put it in the notes for sure. No doubt. No doubt. I'll blur out any faces. No, no, I sent us a text. Sorry. That poor old man. You should. I sent. I sent that to a bunch of people too. <laughs> wow, dude, that's that's a great story. Horrible. Um, I got a story too, and it's about a store as well. 
and it's uh, kind of similar, but not exactly. So we never did find the poopetrator on this one. But uh, when my daughter was pretty little still, and I was a stay-at-home dad, um, I had to take her in the bathroom with me at the time. Yeah. Right. So back in those days, it was one of those scenarios. And the uh, closest grocery store to me is a Walmart. Uh, there was a hen house by me, but now it's a Walmart. Um, so my son, he, he was at preschool. And uh, so while he was gone, I was with my daughter. And I had to go by the store, pick up some stuff. And so we go, go to Walmart's right here. So we're walking in. As soon as we hit the front door, my daughter's like, I got to go to the bathroom, Daddy. Oh, man. Couldn't you do that before we get to Walmart? I mean, seriously. We were home a couple minutes ago. Anywhere else, please. Right? Disgusting. I've been in them a few times. And, you know, I'm not cracking on Walmart, but just some of the people at this particular one can be, it's pretty gross. So we're in there. And we walk in, and all the all the stars stalls are occupied except there's one, and it's like super thin one. It wasn't handicapped, but it was like not a lot of room in this one. So I have to go in there with her, and we open the door, and there's this gargantuan sized turd. It's like a baby arm sized turd in that toilet bowl. Jeez. Yeah, and it is what we used to call in the business when I was in high school a dry docker. <laughs> right. Nice. It was docked right up on the dry side of the toilet there, oh. <laughs> and just hanging there. And so the first thing I do is try and flush it. Um, it ain't going nowhere, dude. That thing was powerful. It was holding on to the sides of the toilet. I, I, I'm not joking. It was huge. <sighs> I mean, I was I, I just glanced at it for a few moments, but I mean, it was oh. like I try not to look at it that much, but it was like big like oh, 16 geez. inches long four inches around you know it's gross i guess that's a huge baby but um it was gigantic and uh my daughter she had to go to the bathroom so i'm like holding her and she's like hovering over the toilet you know i'm trying to get this toilet turd to go down and she's just laughing and giggling and i'm laughing and she is we couldn't get it to flush so i had to hold her in the air above the toilet and while she went to the bathroom and this guy's feces <laughs> it's just I'm trying to flush it I'm holding her and she's saying the funniest freaking things the whole time like who did this daddy and I'm laughing real hard and the guys around outside are laughing and I was like I don't know sweetie but we gotta go see who's limping outside and <laughs> those guys are laughing and it was weird, man. I mean, foul. We go outside, and she's like walking around, looking around, and she's like, I'm looking for the man who's limping, Daddy. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. It was disgusting, man. I mean, uh, you know how they have those sausage rolls in the store, right? The summer sausage? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was like one of those things, right? Okay. So, Yummy. Uh, but it was a turd, right? <laughs> so... Think think about that next time you're eating summer sausage, and you're welcome. Yeah. Well, that's my poo story today. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and get right into it. we got a comic for you guys today. Um, it's a very exciting comic. Beautiful. Uh, I guess it's Bronze Age, right? Did the Bronze Age go to 1984? Maybe not. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I don't know. But it, it fits the bill for being a crappy comic. Um, so we'll come back. We're going to read this for you guys. Do a dramatic reading. Lovely comic book today. As it's Atari Force. The first issue, January 1984. Woo. There were 25 total issues. Yes. And this is the second time they tried to make Atari Force, by the way. What? Yep. They made... Atari Force before this, a few years before this, two or three years or so before this, they had another version, um, but a little different, but same general premise. But uh, I don't know if there's a lot of Atari Force fans out there, but uh, 
we'll try and do it justice. So hang on, and we'll be right back, and we're going to record this in just a moment. Hang tight. Kino's Yiktak Parlor on Rock's World. And we're back. Uh, great acting there, Keith. Somehow I knew that was going to happen. Thank you. Incredible stuff. So uh, if you guys are like me, you're probably kind of tired of hearing me talk. I'm joking. I love to hear myself talk. But we are going to wrap it up now. I do appreciate you guys listening. This is a little bit longer episode than normal, but we've had a great guest. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, hit me up if you want to get a hold of us. Uh, check us out on anchor.fm. You can leave a voice message. Um, also, you can get a hold of me privately if you want to call in, like my main man, Ori. Leave some voice messages there. Um, we're on iTunes, any platform you can think of. And in addition, you can email us, thedadsnark at gmail.com. I'm sorry, it's dadsnark at gmail.com. And you can also hit us up on Twitter at thedadsnark. Um, so, Get a hold of us, man. Get involved in this. Be like Ori. He's been leaving some sweet messages and interacting with the podcast, and that's really what we need to make it successful. Keith, do you have anything you want to shout out, sir? Sure. I'm on uh, YouTube and on Facebook for Weirded Wonder. Weirded Wonder is what I'm, what you're looking for on uh, YouTube or Facebook. Uh, yeah, and I can tell you those are some great shows. I, I really like the music episodes especially, 
Um, they're really good. Go listen to them. Go check them out, guys. Watch them if you can. And then the Conan the Barbarian episodes, too. I love those, man. Those are awesome. More coming. Really sweet, dude. I cannot wait. Yeah, we're, we're doing more. We're doing more pretty soon here. Awesome. That's you got, awesome. just got to have time, man. Yeah. Uh, dude, I know, man. <clears throat> it's so hard to get time. I mean, it was easier for me to get you to be on here remotely from a Cleveland. Woohoo. Yeah. Yep. Easier doing it that way than to get people just locally, you know, sometimes. So, but nonetheless, man, uh, it's been great having you on here. I really appreciate your time today and your energy. And uh, it's good stuff, man. I had a great time today talking with you. Anytime. <laughs> nice, dude. All right. Well, everybody, stay tuned. Listen again soon. We'll catch up with you here shortly. Uh, but hey, until then, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs>